Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. It might be helpful to give a little bit of background to this reading, or this first reading that we heard today to, to appreciate what's really going on. Ancient Israel was just coming out of what we might call a, a bit of a golden era. Many years earlier, they'd faced the threat of invading armies, but through the great uh, judge, Samuel, uh, God saved his people and, and he protected his people. And as long as Samuel served, it was pretty smooth sailing for Israel. They were safe, they were secure. Eventually, though, Samuel obviously uh, was getting old and so he did what they would do in that time and he appointed his sons to succeed him. The problem was that his sons didn't have Samuel's heart. They didn't have uh, his heart for God his heart for for Israel and so naturally the people of Israel started to get a little bit worried. Without Samuel they started to feel vulnerable, unsure about the future. Perhaps given the situation in our world right now we can empathize a little bit with what they would have been feeling at the time. A little fragile so that in response to this concern, the elders of Israel gathered and what they decided as a solution to this problem of Samuel getting old uh, was that they were going to ask God to appoint for them a king like all the other nations had. A king who would fight for them, who would rule over them, who would protect them and keep them prosperous. What's interesting is that even though it seems like this wasn't God's plan, at least his plan for that time, God still gave them a king. At that time, he gave them King Saul. God still met his people at their level. He he bowed down to meet them in their need. And, And that's the image of God that we're given time and time again in the Bible, a God who cannot help but be drawn to the cries of his people and and relieve his people in their distress, even when their distress was their own doing, was their own fault. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that God always helped the people as they expected it, and we we see that in the first reading today. Here, uh, God is about to select another king for Israel to succeed King Saul. And of all Jesse's eight sons, he chooses the shepherd boy, David. He chooses the youngest, the weakest, the the least experienced, probably uh, the, the least intelligent, but the one whose heart was open, the one who was humble, And the one who God went on to use in in mighty ways for the nation of Israel. Sometimes 
God helps us in surprising and unexpected ways. But the most important point here is that God will always help. That God will always meet us in our need if we're open. Through the prophet uh, Isaiah, God says, Can a mother forget the infant at her breast or walk away from the baby she bore? But even, even if a mother forgets her child, I'd never forget you. Never. When we look at the great men and women of faith throughout the ages, it seems that they all knew this about God. This was the secret. This was the reason for their confidence and their hope. This was what gave them the capacity to do things that were a little bit extraordinary. You see, they were convinced that God is faithful. They were convinced that God would continue to show up in their life despite their own weakness and failures. We see this confidence coming out in the psalm today, which is a psalm that's attributed to King David a little bit later in his life than in the first reading. It's a psalm that we often hear at funerals because it's, it's full of hope. It's, it's full of confidence about the future. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Now, when we think of shepherd, we probably think of someone in a long robe with a crook and a staff and fluffy sheep. But for David, who used to be a shepherd himself, he had a very different picture in his mind. You see, David was no doubt remembering what it was like to be obsessed about his sheep. A shepherd uh, would literally tend to their flock, to their sheep day and night. They would make sure that they were fed They would guide them. They would protect them from harm. A good shepherd would never, ever abandon his sheep. His sheep were were his whole world, in a sense. What David is saying in the psalm here is that I've realized that this is how God is towards me. He's like a shepherd. His goodness is, is constant. Towards me, he says in the psalm, he is true to his name. He's true to his name. He's true to who he says he is, always. He is constant. He is faithful. Knowing this about God not only gave David a great source of confidence, but it also brought a sense of completion to his life. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. This is quite a statement. You don't use this kind of language lightly. There is nothing I shall want. David is helping us to recognize here the power of hope. The hope that comes from knowing the shepherd. Hope has this capacity to to fill in the gaps of our life, our shortfalls, our doubts, our weaknesses, our failures. Hope gives us confidence despite all of our lack, 
despite all of our vulnerability. In the psalm, David says, Surely, surely, goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. You hear his confidence. Despite his frailties, his vulnerabilities. How do we find this kind of confident hope in our own lives? Well, the short answer is that we need to look for the shepherd or or, or perhaps better said, we need to allow the shepherd to to find us, which in many ways is is the uh, objective of Lent, to allow the shepherd to, to find us again. What's interesting about David's life is that it clearly wasn't all rosy. David had his fair share of challenges. He says in the psalm, You have prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes. You see, David had his foes. He had his enemies. He had his challenges. And he certainly uh, had pretty big failures in his life. But what we also know about David is that it wasn't so much through his great triumphs as it was through his failures and his fears that he found the shepherd. He found his hope, he found his confidence, he found the shepherd in and through his fears, his failures, his vulnerabilities. There he found the one who turned his mess into a banquet, as he talks about in the Psalms. The one who was faithful to him even in the midst of his failure. So if you want to find the shepherd, a good place to start is wherever you are. Especially in the gaps of your life, whatever they may be. Your, your, your fears, your, your failures, your weakness. When we're humble enough to allow God to to find us in the lowest places of our life, it's there especially that we become convinced of the goodness of the shepherd. It's, it's, It's almost like something clicks over in our soul and we we become convinced that, that God really is good. God really will never abandon us. When we experience him loving us and accepting us in the midst of of the low parts of our life. I think if King David was here counselling us today in the midst of this crisis that we're experiencing in the world, he would say something like this, that yes, this may seem like another Goliath, You may be experiencing fear. This may be an unsettling time for you, but if you look for God in this situation, in your fear, in your anxiety, in your worry, then you will find him there and and you will also find a confidence there. A confidence that comes from knowing the shepherd who never abandons us. And a confidence that will help you to see this challenge and and any challenge in your life with new eyes, eyes of confident hope. 
You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.